0: Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua, and I'm the world's mayor. We are broadcasting right now on the Live Mana Network. You can find us by downloading our apps on the Hello Squirrel. <laughs> One thing about having a where our studio is, uh, which is in our basement, <laughs> we uh, our backyard is a nature's preserve so we see all kinds of wildlife. I may see a deer in five minutes. You never know. It's kind of wild back there, literally. Anyway, uh, you can find us by downloading our app on your phone, tablet, even your smart TV, like Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire. You can find the Live Mana app there. Also, any podcast network, uh, anyone that you prefer, you'll find us. And uh, we thank you so much for your support. We are supported mainly by the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation, which is uh, this network is under. We are a nonprofit media organization that not only believes in being a voice for the voiceless, but we want to elevate other voices for the voiceless. We're very passionate about our work. We have a huge vision and uh, one that almost seems impossible. And one, to be honest, that I have been pursuing and chasing ever since I gave my life to the Lord. I ran from it for all the years before. Now I'm running to it. And there's times, and I think that you'll agree, and maybe not, but those of you who know what it's like to pursue something bigger than yourself, know to, to pursue that God dream, there's times on that journey that you feel alone. There's times in that journey you're like, what did I get myself into? Why am I doing this again? Well, this would be a lot easier if I did it the other way. I have this dialogue in my head all the time. In fact one of the things that I grapple with because we dedicate we've dedicated ourselves to serving full-time that's terrifying because again we don't have prices on our website we give them away like our services we give all of it away we work with people all day whether it's ministry work whether it's counseling whether it's consulting whether it's actually doing videography work creating podcasts TV shows we do all of this as a service and the people that we serve do not have the money uh, typically to give back and so it gets scary and it's like but God put this on my heart to do this way why is it that we're still struggling or you know we're always wondering how we're going to pay rent or how we're going to pay for the network how we're, it's 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 like this every single month and there's times that I just want to throw up my hands and go god dude where the heck are you like where's the promises? Where's everything you gave me these dreams and visions and those dreams and visions are showing us what's possible if we choose you. I chose you. I gave my life to you. Now where's the promises? I think it's an honest question sometimes. So there's a Bible there's Bible verses about this. And so that's what we're going to focus on today, not me complaining because i'm committed to this journey now i will admit to you that i will apply for jobs every once in a while just because i want to see if i can get hired (laughs) because for the longest time i haven't been able to and it sucks and i don't know if it's because of the content that i create or i don't know what the reason is or my record i don't know um but that said i do it sometimes when i get fearful and I don't know when God's going to show up. I don't know when, uh, how, when rent's going to get paid. I don't know those questions. So I get antsy and I start looking for jobs. And then I stop doing that. I'm like, okay. Well, then I get contacted by a recruiter. recruiter and now a recruiter is sending me jobs. And I'm always going, do I serve God full time or do I get back into the marketplace and do, you know, take this job, take this money. Because it's good money. And I don't know what to do. And here's the thing, if I take a job so I can provide for my family at a normal clip and pace, so I would assume, because this is, honestly, this is a question that I think a lot of believers have and other people, like their heart is pulling them one way, which means alienate, comfort, no parachutes, nothing, or take this consistent paycheck that I know I'm always going to be able to pay rent, pay the bills, and so on. Well, guess what? That's not promised either. Like, yeah, you can get a job, but it doesn't mean it's going to work out the way you think. Because what happens if you get fired? What happens if there's downsizing? What happens if there's another pandemic? Whatever. Whatever it may be. These things happen. There's no guarantee. So, do you trust the world system? Do you trust security and comfort that the world offers? Or do you go, okay, God, I'm betting on you the whole way. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm doing this. I face this question every single day every single day and I don't know if that's the enemy doubting me or putting doubt in my head about what God has for me or I'm just being logical (laughs) because who would serve full-time who would give away media services that are worth thousands of dollars every time who would do that who would give away their network to let people use anytime they want who would do that well God put it on our heart to do that to serve the people well to serve the underserved to serve the people that have been rejected from society the people that have prison records the people that can't get on their feet can't get a decent paying job because of their past or in some cases it's because they're very loud and outspoken about their faith I've been rejected for that if you quit talking about Jesus so much you'll be able to get more sponsors And the thing about that is i don't even really fit in with christians and i share the faith (laughs) but i mean i'm not religious i just listen to jesus i listen to the holy spirit i listen to god and yeah i read the bible i read the bible love the bible but i my relationship is not with the bible am i in it every day absolutely but my relationship is with god my relationship is with jesus I rely on the Holy Spirit to do everything for me as far as guiding, discernment, which way to go, and having faith and hope in the dark. That's what the Holy Spirit does for me. So, (laughs) times get hairy. Things get a little crazy. And, you know, paying attention to all the things that I'm seeing, and I avoid the news, but at the gym, I don't know if you go to a gym, but typically gyms just are walls of tv and 90 percent of the walls are news or home and show news home shopping uh like access what is access hollywood shows like that uh home home garden those home repo uh, repo uh the 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 flipper flipper houses shows and uh lots of news and then of course sports center that's always on But it's (laughs) primarily, that's not what I'm trying to say. Primarily, primarily, it's news. So I can't avoid it. But everything I'm seeing is like, well, that doesn't look fun and promising. So why would I bet on the world right now? When everything I'm seeing is basically what has been foretold in the Bible. And I know the Bible is not exactly it's not black and white and se- it's like not it's not giving you the the exact words so a lot of it is symbolic a lot of it is there's foreshadowing um there's a lot of words that i can't even think of right now because it's early uh which you think my brain would be awake because i just came back from the gym hence the energy right now um <laughs> but it is hard to read the bible right now and go hmm well that's happening That's happening. This has been playing out for the last few years. Man merging with machine. Daniel's prophecy. It's right here in front of our face. Oh my gosh. So then it's like, hmm. Someone knew what was going on. But obviously there's more to it than that. So today we're going to get into, after this eight minute rant, we are going to get into, uh, this is the name of the devotional. It's, well, 10 days of finding God in the shadow of doubt. And uh, this one I really like and it's the very first one and i believe it's the foundational pieces for the rest of the devotional and i may just do this uh every once in a while and as you know we have been doing a lot of civil civil rights stuff uh civil commitment uh, we've we've been kind of all over the map with our content but that's kind of why we created we got away from you know the conversation with joshua t bergland and gratitude unfiltered and all that stuff to do this because well this is i got a lot of interest But primarily, there's that word again, primarily, this is a ministry. And we want to inspire hope. And yeah, we're going to take on hard issues. We're going to talk about uncomfortable truths. But ultimately, I'm here to serve the Lord. And, And the only hope that I really have in anything is in the Lord. I love my wife, love my kids. But they're not always dependable either. I mean, not that I'm always dependable. That's why it's better to have my faith in God than me. Because, you know, I have a tendency to drive the train off the tracks every once in a while. So, we are a ministry. And we're here to serve the Lord. And we cannot do this without your support. So, if you would be so kind and so into us, so we can keep doing the work that we do and not charge for it, I would be so grateful. And uh, we have testimonies. Our website you can see we do real work we have a portfolio you can see our work we're not messing around we help people publish books we create do video projects for them we give distribution for their ministries their nonprofits we help create podcasts we help create blogs which we're really excited um, to be launching a few new authors uh, on our site and eventually we'll turn into podcast so I'm really excited about excited about doing some publishing work and uh And we do this as a service, especially for voices for the voiceless. And again, if you're not ready to be a voice, we got something for you, too. All right. We will be right back after these messages. Hallelujah. I'm to get Jessica back to co-host with me some more. Uh, anyway, and it's probably about time I change this picture because, this picture, because I don't have a beard anymore. Anyway, I'll change that later. It doesn't matter. Anyway, welcome back. I'm Joshua, the world's mayor. So blessed to have you here, and uh, I think it's appropriate we pray before we do this devotional. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this message. I believe it's timely, and I believe it's perfect for a lot of people right now that are just feeling stuck, feeling lost, going. Where the heck are you or even doubt you exist? I believe that this message uh, will open some eyes and hearts. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Hold through me. And uh, thank you again for this message and the opportunity to broadcast. I love you in Jesus' name. All right. Let's do this. It's going to be quick. Not a long one today. Because we live in a world of limits, we doubt. Because we don't have all the answers, questions naturally arise. What is God like? How can I know him? What is life's purpose? Which way should I go? An anonymous 14 uh, By the way, I want to give myself a uh, pat on the back real quick because I said that word right for the first time in my life the first time. Anonymous. Woo! This reading out loud thing is starting to work for me a little bit those of you who don't know uh, typically why I like to read out loud I mean other than some of the content I've been carrying I want to stick to the facts so I don't let my opinions take over <laughs> But I've used to really struggle with reading out loud and I still do you'll hear me flub quite a bit so I get excited when I that's one of those words that you normally get stuck on and so I should say it a third time just to make sure it's real anonymous Woo-hoo! <coughs> okay sorry Small victories. <laughs> Build on those small victories. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things is to do voiceover. And reading copy, well, that's a big part of it. And it's not always easy reading other people's words with the inflections and the way that you they want it read. So, I get excited about these little small things. Okay, starting over here. An anonymous, woo, 14th century mystic, once said... That if we find ourselves in a cloud of unknowing, that is why we doubt. We don't always see the sky. Let me read that one more time. An anonymous 14th century mystic once said that we find ourselves in a cloud of unknowing. That is why we doubt. We don't always see the sky. We don't always see the forest for the trees. There's a, That's a part of a rap song, I think. We don't always see the sky. We don't see the forest for the trees. We don't see the silver lining however what we have to be reminded of here is that all of this was part of god's design he purposefully made it like this he built limits into the system it wasn't an accident he knew we would have to live with so many unknowns and yet he chose for the human story to look this way when god decided to create He could have said yes to a thousand other possibilities, but he didn't. He chose this world. He chose you. He chose me. Limits and all, and still he called it good. All of this means that doubts are normal. There are are natural consequences of living in this world. You doubt not because you're a terrible person or because you're less spiritual than everyone else. You doubt because you're human this is important because so many christians view doubt as if it were unspeakable repulsive sin god didn't create adam and eve with all the answers to life's hardest questions instead he allowed space for them to explore question and learn he cultivated a garden in which mystery could not coexist alongside faith this means that when we have doubt, it's not because we're a disappointment to God, it's because doubt is a natural response to the limitations of our understanding. Faith isn't about containment, it's about possibility. Faith is skin on skin closeness, affinity, relationship. But to get there, sometimes our certainties need to be shattered, our formulas disrupted, our questions unanswered, and it's there. In the depths of a relationship that we encounter, not a list of religious cliches, but a person, a friendship is born. One of the other things I'd like to say about this when I was talking about um, Adam and Eve that the um let's see whoa, whoa whoa where'd it go? <laughs> I had a thought, oh, so however, What we have to be reminded of here is that all of this was part of God's design. He purposefully made us like this. He built limits into the system. It wasn't an accident. He knew we would have to live with so many unknowns, and yet he chose for this human story to look this way. When God decided to create, he could have said yes to a thousand other possibilities, but he didn't. He chose this world. He chose you. He chose me. limits and all, and he still called it good. And so all of this means that doubts are normal. So, what it was getting to me was he cultivated a garden with. Okay. He cultivated a garden which mystery could coexist alongside faith. This means that when we are in doubt, it's not because we're a disappointment to God, it's because doubt is a natural response to the limitations of our understanding. So, oh, instead, he also allowed them to explore, question, learn. That was the sentence I was looking for, and I just read two paragraphs to find it. But. I've said before on other broadcasts that God gives us the grace to walk out what we believe is true because you know we're seeking knowledge we're seeking information we're seeking the answers and some of us think we find them you know especially us conspiracy theorists that love to dig and find and question everything I'm the conspiracy within the conspiracy theorist conspiracy theorist if that makes sense but There's things that i i say there's things that i believe there's things that i question even about the bible because i know that man has changed it it's historic record that it's been changed and modified words have been taken out sentences have been removed books have been removed and pulled directly out of the bible books like one enoch that apply to what's happening today so i have all these questions i've battled with my sexuality as i've talked about before and you know what I had really, really a hard time with trying to find peace because I know what the current Bible says, but something didn't feel right, so I had to dig deeper. Now, doesn't justify being a pervert, doesn't justify being a slut, doesn't justify sleeping around, cheating, any of that stuff. There's no justification there. In fact, sexual sin is the, one of the most ultimate crippling sins that there is. What's sexual sin? Well, I'll leave that up to whoever wants to interpret it for themselves. But I do know one thing. If our body is a temple and there's a thing called soul ties, <laughs> then you know what? I want to be very, very careful who I like. let their soul attach to me. I'm, like, I'm grateful it's my wife. I like her soul. But you start sleeping around. You're attaching all that stuff to you. You're ex- exchanging DNA. It changes things for you. That affects you. It affects your spirituality to get really, really weird with you for a second. One of the reasons I believe that people that are abused become abusers is like if there's a soul tie. Even if you're raped or molested, especially anally penetrated, like there's some weird science about this, about how the anus is attached to your spinal cord, which is attached to your brain and how that can cause cause soul fragments. That's why that raping is part of initiation because it makes you programmable. It disassociates you. It splinters the soul. It creates soul fragments. That's what DID is. It's soul fragments. So, anyway, like this, <laughs> sexual sin is a thing. So it's not like anyway. I don't. I'm, I don't that's not the subject right now. I'm just saying like there's 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 things there that I question and we're allowed to question. And but God gives us the grace to walk out what we believe is true. But the best thing about a relationship with the Lord is when he corrects you. Not a man's opinion correcting you. God from within corrects you. The Holy Spirit convicts you and makes your path straight. That's what a relationship does. I don't subscribe to anyone's religion. Not anyone's religion. Not even the Christian religion. I do not subscribe to this. Yes, I I believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. God is my Father. The Holy Spirit is everything to me. Because I got nothing without it. All my gifts, talents, the way I'm able to serve and help, the creative projects that we come up with, my wife's the same. It's all the Holy Spirit. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm reliant on God for everything. and uh, you know. But I don't subscribe to the rules of man. I mean, you can shame me, you can call me blasphemous, you can say anything you want to say about me, but i only care what god says about me and and that's an awesome way to live life because when i'm not worried about what you think of me no offense but when i'm not i don't care what you think like it does it's not going to change what i do uh you know it's free because then i could just go live my life and when i screw up man god is right there to correct me but corrects in the most loving way possible. And if I want to be stubborn and unrepentant, and I want to go, no, God, I want to do this my way, Mm -hmm. that correction gets a little bit more stern. And then a little bit more, and a little bit more, Todd. Listen, I have been in jail six times. So it took me a second. (laughs) took me a long second. And then the road to recovery... Almost seven years now praise God praise God I mean it's not been easy but it's been worth it and but it's hard it's hard to just rely on God because with our eyes we see everything that the world's doing and we're like oh well that's what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to follow this 12-step 5-step 3-step program I'm supposed to do this course and do this, whatever it it, it like this, whatever the new guru is teaching. This is what I'm supposed to do to be successful, or you just follow God. That's a more wild ride. I mean, I'm a thrill seeker. I am a junkie for adrenaline, a junkie. Holy Spirit's a thrill ride. It's like stick it in your veins, man. It's wild. It's wild to live that way. It's also terrifying. Because why I'm even reading this devotional is because I run up against this question all the time. Like, sometimes I wonder, am I just delusional for believing that we as a nonprofit media organization can serve those who need it most, those that don't have the finances typically to sew back into us, to serve that population, and just trust that God's gonna provide it sounds nuts especially with the family so every month it's a little sketchy and every month am um, I going should I take that job and become a corporate slave so I can provide for my family so I have, you know like conform to the way that they want me to do things instead of allowing me just to use my gifts I think if we all operated in our gifts and our talents there would be no time for jealousy, racism, discrimination. We'd all be happy just operating in our gifts, but then society program, programs us to be obedient little children. I'm not obe- and I'm not obedient. At least Hello squirrel. Squirrels back again. <laughs> I'm not obedient to anyone but God alright there's the Bible verses here hmm this one's short but I love this one actually I can't read there is a by Bi- I wish this uh, the Bible app I'm not on my regular one that I love there is a new it's I don't know how new it is but it's called the voice I love that translation of the Bible, and I've I've said it before, but it reads like a movie script, and it's just amazing how it sets the scene, and it really helps you imagine where you're at. But this is the Passion Translation. I don't care what your opinions are. There's so many versions of the Bible. If you like, I'm a King James, and it's only King James, well, I could break your heart really quick with historical information that would show you that that's probably delusional thinking, to think that that is the purest word of god there is not true anyway mark 9 24 when he heard this the boy's father cried out with tears saying i do believe lord help my little faith so i know there's a lot of like the way this speaks to me now and i know there's context before and after verses that really do matter and taking things out of context like this can be like to, what is it jeremiah 29 11 for the, the plan I, god knows the plans he has for you uh, to prosper you you know to bless you like i've heard that verse alone gets taken out of context more than any because it's not really talking talking about the way, what people say it is i don't know but i love that verse and it's encouraging even though i just butchered it but mark 24 like i do believe lord help my little faith the most amazing thing is God only requires us to have a little bit of faith. Now, what I've learned about that, though, is that eventually your faith gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, especially when you trust him in the small things. I mean, it's easy to trust him in the big things because you may have no choice, but if you can trust him in the small things, too, and what's small to God may be big to us, but it's true trust him in the small things and if oh and there's the best part if god can trust you in the little things what will he do for you with the big things because the small things are easy to overlook small things are easy to overlook because we're all looking for the home run or at least i am but the little blessings the little problems like a flat tire it's a little problem but it may be a big problem if you don't have the money to fix that tire but trusting God to work it out now well, that takes faith but it's still little in comparison why would that take so long to load that's scary huh that verse didn't well that's very strange. Huh. That there, there's no verse there. Well just for fun I want to read one more just cuz I felt like <laughs> Okay, well this is like for tomorrow's devotional, but I'm just going to read this verse anyway. Matthew 14:31. Jesus Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, "What little faith do you have. Why would you let doubt win?" To me, when Jesus talks, I want to listen. My favorite parts of the Bible are when Jesus talks. That's why I love the Gospel of Thomas, because it's very easy for me to see that Jesus would say these things, and it's just a book of Jesus talking. Like all the other books have commentary and stories and, you know, drawn-out plays, if you will. But I really like hearing Jesus' voice uh, through the words that I read, because to me, they go right to my heart. Differently than anything else that's said by Paul or because to me look I don't know about you but I thought God led me to do a lot of things in life that ended up not being real and this is one of the things that I battle with with this faith journey we're on is going okay well maybe I was just delusional you know maybe I was crazy maybe I made that up maybe that was an evil spirit not the Holy Spirit that said that So sometimes I doubt my mission. I doubt my purpose. I doubt, as this says, um, why would I, I, I sometimes let doubt win or win that moment. And I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm like an all or nothing kind of guy. Like when I was a drug addict, man, I did it. I went all out. To the best of my ability, I abused drugs. I went for the maximum high, the maximum rush, the maximum experience. But you know what? I do it at the gym. Um, <laughs> I do it with this work. I'm, 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 I'm broadcasting, speaking, MCing, producing, uh, editing. Any, I'm all in. All in on my family. And like I'm, I. But when doubt, a little bit of doubt, sometimes shifts me. And now my eyes are no longer focused on God, and God's promises. What's true? I'm over here. I'm over there. I'm a train wreck. Literally, train off the tracks. My eyes here, focused, unstoppable, because I know my identity, I know who I am in Christ, and I know that nothing's going to stop what God has ordained in my life and how God will work through me. That's the same for all of us. It's not exclusive to me. We're all born with that blessing, but we've got to accept it but it's a gift it's really a gift more than a blessing I mean it's a blessing too but it's a gift but one that not a lot of us take all right so not to timestamp this but the Sabbath starts today at 6 o'clock at least the Sabbath that I honor so I want to wish you a blessed Sabbath for those who partake <laughs> it's the best thing ever for me I find that honoring the Sabbath allows me to focus and kind of go a little bit harder up until the Sabbath day. And then I'm like, whew, Like I look forward to not working. I was always a work seven days a week guy. Always. And, uh, yeah, even when I was a junkie. But the Sabbath is truly one of the greatest gifts of God, I believe so i do want to encourage you to do it if you don't all right folks have a blessed day thank you for watching uh as i said before your generosity uh would be much appreciated thank you for sewing into us you can see our work and what we do you can also go to livmona.org to you go to the contact page you can schedule time with us if you want to meet with us there's the joshua and jessica option uh then of course you can book yourself to be on the broadcast too if you want to be a part of that thank you for watching have a blessed day amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a rich like me i once was lost but was blind but now i see i once was lost but now am found was blind